Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Nathan Brown Show, live from Walk-Ons, Sports Bistro in Conway on 106.7 Buzz 2. Bears looking to double pass here. Kylan James with time, has an opportunity downfield, caught. Gerard Barnes is off to the races. 20, 10, 5. The Bears are the best in America at the running back pass for touchdowns. Over the next hour, Coach Brown and Bears broadcaster Justin Acri will recap previous games, highlight outstanding performances, and look ahead to what's next for Central Arkansas football. Returnable from the 17. Richmond across the 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. He's got one man to beat. He's down the sideline. He's into the end zone. For the second time this year. The Nathan Brown Show is presented by Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway. And broadcasted live at their location at 955 South Amity Road. And also brought to you in part by HD Roofing and Construction. Highland Dairy. La Quinta Inn and Suites Conway. Moik's RV. And Fairfield Inn and Suites. They're going to bring some pressure it looks like. They're going to hand it off the Bears. Do off the right side. And there he goes. Hale of midfield, 40, 35, 30, slips a tackle, 25, 20, 10, 5, pylon, and yes, touchdown, Central Arkansas, Darius Hale. Now let's head to walk-ons and join Nathan Brown and Justin Acree. All right, we welcome you in once again here on a Monday night. It's a little cool, but it's great to be inside here at Walk-On's Sports Bistro. Justin Akery and Coach Brown, we've got a couple of players coming up with us in a bit as well. And the Bears, for the first time in a long time, Coach, unfortunately came up a little bit short. Another wild one. The last several games now, just going down to the wire, 12 points separating the Bears and their opponents over the last four games. The good news is, I guess, you've won three out of the four games and unfortunately couldn't convert on a two-point conversion and obviously cold, sloppy night and uh, now you guys have put yourself in a position where at least you still have control of what happens on your season, but obviously there's no margin for error, very little going forward. Yeah, and, and you know, we talked about that after the game and even last night in our team meeting, uh, you know, in, in, in our Sunday, normal Sunday protocol. And, um, you know, we control our own destiny. I mean, still, I mean, all of our goals are still within our, our reach. All of them are still within our fingertips. I mean, uh, you know, the two teams that are ahead of us, Austin P and Eastern Kentucky right now, they play each other this week. Um, and then we've still got both of them on our schedule. Yep. Um, now, none of that matters. we got a big game against North Alabama coming up. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, but the, but the beauty of having a good September and October allows you to stub your toe. And, and, and that you, ne- you never want to do that. But, um, you know, give credit to Tarleton State. They handled the elements better than we did. Uh, I thought they made a few more impactful plays um, throughout the night than, than we did. And, uh, and that's probably why we came up just a hair short. And, and uh, you know, I was proud of our guys. They battled. And, uh, you know, we played it. I, I told you last week, I thought this was one of the more talented teams we had left on our schedule. I mean, you look at their they're, – they're probably sitting in Stephenville, Texas right now thinking they could be 7-1. and one. I mean, they, with their two close losses, yep. um, obviously Texas Tech, you know, ran it out on them. But, it, but their FCS games, I mean, they're, they're – they're, they're one of the more talented teams in the country, and uh, they've proven that week in and week out. Unfortunately, we just came up a little short. What do they do defensively that was difficult for you all to solve until late? Again, you guys have this penchant for finding a way to get the ball down the field in a must-have situation, 
but it was obviously a tough slog through the night. And I will also point out that this is the number one scoring defense in the United Athletic Conference. So no slouches coming in, yeah. and you knew that. We talked about it last week. I mean, I know you had the utmost respect for this team coming in. Yeah, it, they're, one, they're well coached. I mean, look, look they've, they've – I mean, Tyrone Nix, I told you, I mean, he's, he's coordinated defenses in the SEC. I mean, he's been around a long time. Uh, just just had a great great plan, but I mean they they've got talented football players. I mean they they come from all levels. They're very blitzing, attacking style defense, um, which was difficult on Saturday night because uh, you knew it was going to be a you know points were going to be at a premium. I mean just just the way the weather was, you knew you knew on defense that you thought we could probably hold them, and we did. We held them to two touchdowns. I mean that's 14 points. Unfortunately, they were able to get a few field goals out of us. Um, and then on our offense, it was like, hey, let's protect the ball. Let's play ball control offense. You knew we weren't going to be able to really drive the ball down the field throughout the night. As the as the night went on, the, the rain got a little bit less, and so we were able to get more of a dry setting, uh, not necessarily on the turf but with the ball. Um, so you saw us have a little more success throwing and catching the ball. So, I mean, it's it, again, they, uh, I credit, credit give full credit to them and, and what they did schematically, but also just them making plays. Well, you guys made plays down the stretch, and again, you find a way. You get it to the uh, end zone and score a touchdown, a 70-plus yard drive again, and that's become a recurring theme. You get it when you have to have it. But then you got a two-point conversion you've got to make, and obviously those have not been very kind to you all this year. And we go back to the game where it didn't matter, fortunately. You guys were able to pull one out after not converting on a few two-point conversions previously in that great comeback against SEMO. But what did you call? What did you want? And what did what did uh, Will see in in the play? Yeah, it was just a progression read. We brought a motion uh, to the boundary. Um, we're trying to get Christian Richmond the ball, and um, they did a good job in and out and their coverage with him. Uh, you know, it was a true progression. He got a little heat behind him, so it forced him to step up. Uh, I think if he could have got to his third read in his progression, we, we would have converted. But um, unfortunately, a guy kind of hit the hit the hoop on us, and uh, he kind of he was trying to you know buy time, keep the play alive. Got hit from behind and kind of threw the ball up and. Uh, you know, obviously just out of desperation, didn't work out. And, you know, unfortunately, unfortunate for us, you know, I mean, I tell people, you know, it's you, 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 you play with fire, you get burned at some point. And so we've, you know, we've had, we've, we've been close, you know, in the last few, few games. And, uh, but again, I, I, I'm better, I'm better with playing, playing with fire in close games than, than, than losing games in a, in a bad way, because right. this is a good league and everybody's going to be tough to beat. It's going to be a four quarter battle from here on out. I don't care who you play. Yeah, we saw North Alabama make a big push against Austin P, which is one of the teams that's leading the conference now last week and got within 10 yeah. and dropped that one. But they were down big and, and fought their way back in. It was 46-18 to 18 at one point. So, again, not an easy trip this week. Then back home for Eastern Kentucky in the you know home finale for the regular season. Hopefully you guys will get a postseason game. And then you go on the road. You know, you got to keep your fingers crossed yep. that that's for the conference championship, right? Yeah, and, it, and it's our job to handle our business. I feel, still feel like we've got a really, really good football team. I, actually, I know we've got a really good football team. Um, you know, it's just it's 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 you know, one encouraging thing is is this team has responded uh, off a loss twice already. We're two and zero in those games, and so um, I expect nothing different. Um, obviously, we've got a tough tough task ahead of us. Uh, you know, a road trip. Uh, this is the first bus travel trip we've taken since Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was first of September. So uh, we've got to get back in the groove of that. But I'm looking forward to getting on the road. I mean, we've been at home. We've had a bye week for the, for the month of October. Yeah, I think you can get on the road, get some distractions out of the way. Let's go to the hotel. Let's eat together. Let's have night meeting. Let's hang out in the lobby. Let's let's get in a groove just together. Take all the all the extra mess out and just, just come together. Go Go for one cause. Go win a football game and go do it on the road. If you want to give some credit where it's due, David Walker, a school record, six and a half tackles for loss 
in one game. It's insane. 13 tackles. It was a record that was 20 years old, I believe. Named the Defensive Player of the Week in the conference. And it was one and a half tackles for loss shy of a national record in the FCS. So, uh, obviously, a pretty special afternoon for that young man. Well, he was in the backfield a lot, and then Tarleton runs the slow mesh. You know, that's kind of their their deal with the RPO game. And so, uh, you know, your goal in that is to go attack the mesh, and David did a good job really just long-arming and getting on those tackles and tight ends that were trying to block him, and he was just driving them to the back. Um, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, it wasn't enough, you know. Um, we did a good job, you know, playing bend but not break defense. We didn't give up a lot of yards, but, but you, you know, you wish it had just been a little bit more. I think David would be the first to tell you he'd trade it for a win any day of the week. Um, but very proud of the way David's playing because he's getting blocked in a, in a, in a million different ways. Yeah. Uh, he's getting double teamed. He's getting chipped. He's getting, you know, uh, you know, uh, it, it, running back coming and hitting him at the same time as the tackle. So, And he's still finding a way to be productive. That's what tells you how special he is. Jake Golday also with a double-digit tackle day, 10 for him. It's a second straight game with double digits. And we talked a lot about him in the preseason, Coach. And he's steadily had a really great season for you guys. Yeah, he's had an all-conference type of year. Um, and he's productive on third down when we send him on pass rushes and, uh, you know, he gets better every week. You know, he's starting to get comfortable. He's starting to look like a linebacker uh, as far as as far as the way he's playing with his instincts. Um, we know what kind of athletic ability he has. We'll talk about the offensive side of things in a bit. Josh George is going to join us, our center. And we're also going to talk to Buck Cobbs, one of your defensive players in a little bit. A couple of Arkansas guys, got a Benton uh, player and a, a guy from Jacksonville. So we're going to be well represented here from the natural state today. We are at Walk-Ons, Sports Beaster with Conway. It's the Nathan Brown Show. We will talk to Josh coming up after the break and take a look at the offense a little bit more closely and uh, celebrate a couple of the great performances on that side of the ball from the other night. And, again, we'll continue to look ahead at the beef report coming up a little bit later as well as we take a peek at North Alabama, a team you know well from over the years. Stay with us. We're back in a sec. If you have a question or comment for the head bear, send Justin a message on Twitter at JustinAkery7. Now, back to the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro in Conway, 955 South Amity Road, on the Buzz Radio Network. They're going to fake it to him this time, throw outside, Owens at the 10, Owens at the 5, and he's... Into the end zone, touchdown Central Arkansas. There are so many things flying around down there. I couldn't tell if that was a ball, but it was actually the safety's helmet that popped off. And Jordan Owens indeed, a touchdown for Central Arkansas. All right, welcome back to Walk-Ons here in Conway. Justin Akery and the coach, Nathan Brown. We are going to be joined by Josh George as well here in just a second, senior offensive lineman, one of the old heads, coach, continuing our theme from last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, it seems like he was just starting the other day as a freshman, and I'm like, what, what is going on here? So, anyway, I was like, see, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, so we were talking about, uh, you know, Jordan Owens we talked a lot about, Coach. Two touchdowns the other day. Yep. And a guy that we were really excited about before the season came into the season a little bit banged up. Yeah. But it's kind of worked his way into it, and he was becoming, or at least he showed, that he can be the pass-catching threat that you'd love to see in your tight end. Yeah, and I think you'll see more of it. I mean, the bottom line is is we've uh, we, we've got some scheme stuff that is going in to, to give him an opportunity to – 
you know, hopefully thrive in what we're trying to accomplish. He can, he's a big body in the middle, and so we've got to continue to take advantage of that. He's got some great athletic ability. Uh, you know, he battled early on in the season with a, with, a, with a strained groin muscle, so he, you know, he wasn't full strength, but, man, you're starting to see the best version of him come out, and I think uh, I think you'll see more of that over the last uh, last three games. Before we get to Josh, I want to mention, too, Will McElvain, 22-36, 176, three touchdowns, and a career high, eight rushes for 42 yards. Is that part of the game plan or the way things played out? It's got to be. I mean, I, I, <laughs> at one point on the sideline, I, I said it very uh, – uh, very uh, anim- animated and colorfully, okay. like, we're going to need you to run the ball. And yeah. We're going to not need you to slide to win this game. And he took it personally, and he did it. And so I think you're going to have to see him do that more and more uh, because of what teams are scheming and doing. They're crashing down. They're playing man coverage because they know they've got to get guys in the box to stop our run game. And when you play man coverage, you get the backs to backs to the uh, passer, and you can get create some running lanes and then on some zone stuff they're gonna crash down try to take your tail back away and see if will beat you and so he's got to take advantage of that well he trucked a guy on the sideline too that got me fired i up. wasn't real fired up about that but i but <laughs> but it's better than a slide yeah well it was fun to watch i mean and it looked like uh the defender got the worst <laughs> of that deal so yeah i know you don't want him to make a habit of that yeah. probably that's not a good way to i think he'd already sized that dude up yeah we also mentioned that uh i guess we mentioned on the broadcast of the day and you and i talked about it here but will's been granted an extra year of yes. eligibility that's huge for your program very exciting for for our program very exciting for not only him but his teammates i think that's a big deal one of your leaders get gets a chance to come back uh and, and bottom line he's playing as efficient as anybody in the country i mean you're talking about 19 touchdowns or three interceptions on the year yeah and not many people can say that no absolutely not. let's bring in josh george a senior here on the offensive line and uh welcome first of all thanks for being with us thank you i appreciate have, it have you done the show with us before i have not no sir that is hard to believe yeah i mean is this your fifth year? Yes, sir. Okay. What's well, about time? I'm glad you finally made it over. You've been working on that beard all five years? Yeah. Yeah, I have. <laughs> so you're from Benton. When did you first uh, get interested in Central Arkansas? Well, my daddy actually played here uh, back when they won their first two national championships. Okay. And so I grew up coming to the games. Uh, he's uh, He was a junior high coach, so, you know, the coaches' conference is up here. So spent a lot of time on campus way before college football was really even a thought. And uh, so, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a lot of legacies. That no, it's back a, that's here. a neat deal. Yeah. It is. So we have talked a lot about the prowess of the offense, and the last couple of weeks have not been particularly productive, but obviously you got to consider the opponents too, and you guys have had some tough defenses you've had to go up against the last two weeks. One win, one loss. Um, what did you guys see specifically against Tarleton that caused problems this week for you? Well, a lot of the times uh, these past few weeks what we've seen is people are afraid of us running the football. I mean, when you got great backs like uh, Darius Hale and uh, KP and Sean Derrick, you know, they're trying to take away one of the threats. So we've seen a lot of bare fronts with, you know, five down linemen stacking the box and uh, kind of forcing us to play on the outside or, you know, throw it a little bit. And, um, you know, shout out to Will McIlvain, he's done a great job throwing the football, and, you know, we're still trying to get the ground game going and figuring out some kinks just from, you know, a difficult front that's designed to stop the run. And that's just kind of what's been happening in a few weeks, and, you know, we're still working on it and still figuring out the kinks, but that's what we got going so far. Yeah, well, the good news is you got three more weeks to figure it out, and hopefully uh, all three are successful. KP, Kyle and James, uh, led your team in rushing and receiving. We don't see that very often, Coach, from a player, and we know he is the Swiss Army knife, and uh, – Josh, let me ask you about it from your perspective. I mean, what do you like about what he does and how he does it? He's pretty special. Yeah, I mean, he's a special back. I mean, anytime you can get him out in space, it's good for the program. I mean, <laughs> it's as simply as you can put it. Um, he's a special athlete. All three of them are, but KP really receives the ball well. And uh, 
we we love him as an offensive lineman because he can make a a lot out of nothing. You know, <laughs> we don't we don't necessarily have to be too good on on any given play for uh, any three of those guys to go make a play. So we we love him, but uh, KP's great receiving it out of the backfield, and then you saw that long uh, inside zone run that he mm-hmm. took. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you, we didn't do a great job on that play. But KP being <laughs> KP did what he does and made a play out of it. So well, we would love to have a drama free game, but. Uh, you know, that has not been the case, you know, but the one thing about it is there's got to be a great belief in you guys, and certainly there is, I think, for the fan base now, even those who left during the CMO game, that you guys are going to try to find a way and obviously put yourselves in position. You're one play away from forcing overtime the other night. Um, what, what does it feel like when you're in that moment and you're trying to drive down the field? You guys have had to go 70-plus yards a few times in a row here now, and you've been able to do it every time. Uh, just total faith, and I, I think that's uh, that's a lot of what makes our team special. Is uh, you'll find teams that get in that spot early on, or uh, you know, late on into the game, and uh, it takes eleven guys believing that you can do it. Uh, we have total faith in our coaching staff, total faith in our offensive coordinator, and uh, total faith in each other. Right. So when the game's on the line, you know, we have a saying that players make plays, right, and winners win. And so we try to find a way to go do that. And uh, we have faith that, and that all 11 guys on the field know that we can do that and do our best to go do it. Full disclosure, I was comfy and dry in the press box during the game. But for the players on the field, the men, um, especially for you, someone who handles the ball, what, what, what kind of difficulty is that? How hard was it the other night compared to some other experiences you've been through? Well, that one was kind of bad because uh, our field doesn't really drain sometimes. So, uh, you know, when you when you cake somebody and you land in a puddle and uh, that that uh, towel that you're hoping is going to be there to dry your hand off gets soaked, Yeah, uh, it, it presents some challenges. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you just got to adapt to adversity. And uh, that's, that's that's really all it is. I didn't notice any issues. Did you guys have any exchange issues? Well, I, I, I had a bad snap uh, in the red zone. But uh, other than that, no, it was fine. The refs did a really good job of trying to keep it dry. Uh, we just couldn't get the ball switched out, and yep. everything was just that, And that's that's kind of the chess match with the referees. I mean, I had Will lobbying to me and Josh lobbying to me. They come on, we got to get more balls in and out. And I'm like, I'm telling them, yeah. I don't have control of the balls, you know. And so a lot of times when we're a tempo offense. Right. When you tempo, you're not able to get a new ball in. <laughs> you know, like they're setting the ball down, you're going. And so uh, a lot of a lot of our snaps the other night when we were tempo were, were done with a, a wet ball. And so that's what – and, look, we had no turnovers. I, I, that goes unnoticed. I, they only had one. I would have said that that had been a four or five turnover game sure. between the teams just because it's pretty impressive. And, and a lot of that's due to just guys p- paying attention to detail and doing a great job with their fundamentals. Do you do anything different play call-wise when, it, when it's messy well, like you that? Have to. You yeah. have to. I mean, it, you know, that's a ball control game. I mean, you're not you're not going to take the shots you normally would. Um, you know, you know, you know the turf's slick and – uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be a little more conservative uh, in in those situations because you know the the circumstances and the elements can uh, you know put you in a bind. I don't want to put any added pressure on you guys. I mean, there's enough pressure to go out there on a Saturday anyway. But I mean, it's virtually playoff mode now with three weeks left. You guys seem to do better when you're under the guns. I think it's gonna be a good opportunity to respond here. Yeah, I was actually just about to say that we we love the pressure. Uh, as as a college athlete, you know, the more pressure's on the line, the you know, it, there's less margin for error. And uh, I tell the O-line all the time before we start every drive, uh, be perfect. Uh, and if you're not perfect, strive to be perfect, right? right. Like, uh, it's, it's a little different as an offensive lineman because if I miss a block, that's that could be Will getting hurt or that could be Shundarek getting hurt, right? So I tell our guys every time, be perfect. And so when the pressure's on, you know, the standard's still perfection. And that doesn't change whether it's the first game of the season or 
you know, in the national championship, hopefully. So it really doesn't add a whole lot to us. We, we go out there and we play ball like we would any other game. So. Let's hope we're having this conversation in a national championship game. That would be nice. Um, yes, have you have you kind of dreamed about how you wanted your last year to go? No, not really. I mean, I love our guys. Uh, obviously, as a competitor, I'd love to be in the national championship. Uh, you know, we made the playoffs my freshman year and haven't been back since. Uh, and that stings a little bit. And so, you know, let's put a little chip on our shoulder. And, of course, we would love to be back. But uh, I just want to, you know, finish it out with my guys. I love my boys. And uh, that's really it. We're going to have to hit a break here in a second. But I was curious about your dad. Does he Is he dad strictly or does he give you some tips after a game? You get critiqued? Well, my daddy likes to send me texts during the middle of the game like I can answer them. <laughs> uh, so I'll come in at, the, I'll come in at halftime and uh, – get on my phone and just see what he's saying and, you know, apply that into the second half. And then he'll send me text for that, so I'll get out to the game. And then, you know, uh, our family's allowed to come on the field after the games. Right. And so he'll come in, and usually the first thing he says is he's like, son, I love you. Here's what you did wrong. And here's what you did right. And uh, let's focus on this in the next week. Obviously, listen to your coaches, but, yeah. you know. Good constructive here, Here's my man. adjustments. Good constructive so, criticism. Yes, sir. A lot. I had Frank come down and yell at me during a JV game one time when I was a kid. So when he does it in the middle of a game, that's really that's no good. But you, in college, they're not going to do that, thankfully, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, well, good. Listen, good luck this week. I appreciate the time. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All right, we're going to have a lot better weather this weekend. Josh George, good stuff there. A lot better weather this weekend over in Florence, Alabama, and not a terribly long trip either, which is great. So uh, it's a place that Nathan Brown knows well and a team that Nathan Brown dislikes lots. So we'll talk more about that in a bit. We're going to talk to Buck Cobbs coming up. We'll get the defensive perspective after the break. We're here at Walk-Ons in Conway. You're listening to the Nathan Brown Show on Buzz 2, You're listening to the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro in Conway, where everything is made from scratch, bringing Cajun cuisine to life. Now, back to Coach Brown and Justin on the Buzz Radio Network. There's a rush by the Bears. They knocked it out. Jessup knocked it out, and the Bears have recovered it. Again, why are they throwing the football? I have no idea, but thank you very much. Turnover by the Texans, the Bears going the other way and they catch a huge break all right we're welcoming back into walk-ons sports bistro coach i never criticize anything you guys do but <laughs> occasionally i do make fun of the other team I, don't, I mean they were having a little success on the ground and uh frankly it was kind of irritating especially like the, the third downs you guys were forcing some third longs and we talked about it before the show but you had a third long in a tough situation you get a targeting which was you know again a little bit out of the ordinary where a quarterback's you know, running for his life in the pocket, and then you get a defensive lineman who apparently led with his helmet, and unfortunately you, you're going to lose him for the first half of the next game. But, um, you know, it was that, that third down was a frustrating night in, the, in that regard, but he guys did a great job before some third and longs. I've seen Will take some big hits in the pocket. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think third down was the – was probably the bug the other night that got us, and especially third and long. And they did a good job of, of run, doing some quarterback run stuff that, that, you know, put us in a bind. And, um, you know, I think they were 10 of 17 maybe on third and downs and or somewhere in that ballpark. And 
uh, that's probably ultimately what gave them the edge when it was all said and done. And so, unfortunately for us, we just didn't stop them enough. Uh, and, and, we, and we did a good job on first and second down most of the night, uh, you know, just getting in those third and long situations. we got to get them, we got to get them down. Yep. Well, we, uh, we talked to a Benton native. Let's talk to one from Jacksonville now. Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, Buck Cobb's joining us. Yes, good to see you. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm good. You, you must be very impressive because you're here as a redshirt freshman and took Josh five years to get over here for the coaches, so she must have really made an impression on Coach. <laughs> no, no, I'm blessed. That's it. Yeah. Well, I've been hearing a lot about you this season. Coach has been very excited about uh, what you're doing now and potentially what you're going to become. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel like you progressed here early on in your career? Uh, I say coming in, you know, I ain't know much of nothing. I mean, I was weighing 195, and, you know, me now is a testament to, you know, not only – the head coach, but the strength and conditioning coach, you know, with Coach Fodio and Coach Bobby, Coach Carly, all them that's, you know, helping with the strength and conditioning to get me to where I'm at today. What, what do you weigh now? Right now I weigh 235. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you played quarterback in high school. Yes, Running yeah. back. I mean, it, it did it all. Kicker, everything. Kicker? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. So how do you like playing defense exclusively? Uh, I love playing defense exclusively, you know, because I've never been able to play just one position, and now I'm able to, you know, be able to tie down and focus on one thing, you know. And just as you said, you know, it's just you can see the progression. You, you're playing with some pretty good guys. Obviously, you've been a great contributor too. Um, I just cheated David Walker out of a forced fumble. He had six and a half tackles for loss, and I gave that one a just, but there were so many dudes back there, I couldn't really tell. Plus, it was really rainy, right. and I my, my window was covered. Like <laughs> yes, all the excuses, right? Yes, sir. That's why I talk about it. Don't play. Yeah. Uh, what's what's it been like being part of the defense? I mean, you guys have been wreaking havoc through most of the year. Man, it's great. I mean, again, back to what you were saying, David Walker. That that's 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 just one of them guys. You know, one of those special talents, and you know. Everybody look at, you know, the athletic side and not look at, okay, that guy got a good character too. You know, we all love being around each other, you know. Uh, Logan Jessup, Stephon McGunn, Jace McCoy, you know, all them, we we are brotherhood, you know, just following, you know, Coach Davis, you know. Yep. How about Coach Stewart? Tell me about your thoughts on him. How, how uh, has he been to work play Coach, for? Coach Stewart is great, you know, uh, great head coach. Uh, not head coach, my bad, but defensive coordinator, you know, and – he always tend to get, give his input, you know, never trying to put nobody down. He's a great coach. Yeah, he's a pretty intense guy, but sort of a quiet intensity. How is he, I mean, how does he treat you guys during the game? I don't know about quiet. No real quiet during the game? <laughs> he, he's nowhere near quiet. He always fired up. He always bringing the energy that, you know, we need that extra push, you know, to get us through the day. Yeah, well, it doesn't sound like Josh had much of a choice on where he was going to go to school. You're not far, Jacksonville. What, right. what led you to Central Arkansas? Oh, it, it's a home feeling. I mean, I mean, it's cool to go out of state and whatnot, but to be at home and be able to give back, you know, give my my community, you know, something to come up to, you know, it's just great to stay home. I know your high school fans are passionate, but you guys did not have a ton of success uh, over the last several years. How has it been being part of a program that's got a, a winning tradition? Uh, it, it's different. I'm going to put it like that. Yeah. It's like, you know, again, Jacksonville, you know, we ain't just accustomed to winning, but, you know, Again, we'll go out there and give our best. Now we're giving our best and, you know, coming out with the reward. So We've seen some guys move their positions, kind of tweak a little bit. David's role is basically whatever. Yes, uh, and then, obviously, Jake's tweaked his role a little bit, standing up this year. Yes, Do you see yourself in the position you're in now throughout your career, or you, you think you'll end up somewhere else? Uh, honestly, you know, uh, with the Lord will, you, you never know. Yeah. So, I mean – 
You want to keep getting bigger? Or you like where you at weight wise? Oh, uh, I got to get bigger. Yeah. You know, just to be able to dominate instead of just you know making yeah. plays here and there. So yeah, must stay in the weight room. Gotcha. Uh, your your birth name is Diorius. Diarius. Diarius. Yes, sir. All right, so how do we get to Buck? What's the where's the nickname come from? Uh, I got the nickname a few. You know, my mama and daddy gave it to me. They talking about uh, I wasn't scared of nothing. So I guess that and I ran like a like a deer. So okay. that's that's where that come from. That makes sense. Yes, sir. So uh, did you play other things coming up? I mean, besides football? Uh, yes, sir. I uh, played basketball and baseball. Okay. What was your what's your second best sport? I'm going to say basketball. I'm a hooper, baby. Okay. <laughs> Who's the best hooper on the team? The best hooper on the team? Ooh, that's tough. Y'all had this conversation the other day? We did. In Coach Stax's office. If it ain't me, it's going to be probably D-Walk. It got to be D-Walk. Is that right? Yeah. What can he do? Yeah, not yeah. much. The guy's amazing. You guys are not playing basketball during the football season, I hope. Uh, no, sir. Got to keep no, the sir. ankles protected. For sure. Yeah. How are you holding up physically? You feel good? Uh, yes, sir. You he know. looks like an old man walking around. Uh, Don't let him lie to you. Go. Nah, I feel good. You know, <laughs> we get we get that time. Out. Like, today is our off day. You know, he, he, spread, he makes sure we get our time. You know, not just physically healed, but even mentally. Yeah. Yep. If we threw a bear and a lion into an arena, who do you think would win? Uh... I'm going to say a line. I'm sorry. You do? It's, it's going to be a line. Well, how about Saturday? Saturday is going to be the Bears. We're going to ride the Bears? <laughs> uh, tomorrow is Halloween. I'm sure you're more focused on preparing for a football game than anything else. Uh, yes, Were you a big Halloween guy growing up? Uh, No, sir. Not really. You know, growing up in the neighborhood that I come from, you know, just going outside probably wasn't, you know, the best thing to do <laughs> at night. Yeah. She didn't do a lot of trick-or-treating, you're telling me? Uh, no, sir. Have you dressed up? I mean, have you dressed up for Halloween some? Uh, no, sir. Not really. But you, but, but your, your mask you wear on every every game, <laughs> you look like you're in Halloween. Yeah, you know, the ski mask, you know, that's just a little, uh, basically another persona, you know. That's for just for you, or does that get passed around? That's just for me. Okay. What's that guy's <laughs> name? It's got like a joker it's on the it. joker. Okay. Yes, sir. I'll have to see this. Yeah. Oh, he wears it every game. Well, every how game. did you, how, where, how'd you come to that? Oh, uh, you know. It's a quote that be like, uh, when you're younger, you understand heroes, but when you get older, you understand the Joker. You know, the villains and <laughs> Villains, I like that. And, you you know, want to be the villain on Saturdays? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> all the time. Uh, that's good. So, uh, how about candy? Are you a candy guy? Uh, yes, sir. Okay, what do you I love it. He's going to Yeah, okay. I love me some Reese's. All right. <laughs> peanut butter cups or pieces? Oh, uh, peanut butter Peanut butter cups, yeah, me too. My heart. Yeah, okay. <laughs> keep that in mind. We get you back on the show next season. I'll bring you some no Reese's cups. Say this. That's good. Well, good luck this week. Yes, sir. Bears over Lions. Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, I appreciate you. Buck Cobbs, good work. Love it. That's awesome. All right, we will uh, take a break. We're going to turn our attention to the Lions and I don't know. I'd like to see that fight, Coach. i got to be honest. We throw it like that's like the old Roman days, man. You throw them in an arena and just see what happens. I'd I, I, I take a bear any day of the week. Yeah. Well, the Bears are either going to win or he can get away, I think. Yeah, no doubt. So no doubt. there's that. Uh, all right, 735. We're back here at Walk-Ons in Conway. Stick around. Nathan Brown Show continues here on Buzz 2 1067 after this.
Go Purple, Go Gray, Go UCA. You're listening to The Nathan Brown Show on the Buzz Radio Network, coming to you live from Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway, a great place to take the family or catch the game. Now, back to Coach Brown and Justin. McElvain will throw. They bring in the house, drops it to KP at the 15, 10, 5, Touchdown, Kyla James! Oh, yes, 19 yards for the score and a brilliant call by the offensive staff. Ken Collins, perfect. See, I only praise you guys, Coach. Thank you. Perfect. Good call. And a special night. And, unfortunately, again, coming up a little bit short. Bears fall by two on Saturday. But, again, turning our attention now to North Alabama, and we will – Renew the rivalry, Coach, and one that obviously brings back a lot of memories for you from your playing days, and some good and some not so good. Yeah. I mean, you you know, when I was playing, North Alabama is probably the most feared team in Division II football, or at least one of them. Uh, you know, we played them uh, three times in my, in my career, um, and during that time we were one and two against them. Uh, I didn't play in the 2004 matchup in, in Florence. I was redshirting. Uh, but in 2005, I played them twice. That made my first career start against them in 2005 and, and won that game in double overtime at, at Conway at Estes Stadium before the stripes on the grass. Uh, and then we got beat in overtime uh, in the quarterfinals that year um, to them and had a, actually blew a big lead. I think we were up 14 points with five minutes left in the game, had a chance to win that game to go to the semifinals. So, uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to do that. But, man, that – this is an old Gulf South rivalry. Um, a lot of respect for the program. I have a lot of respect for Coach Deerman, uh, who is their head coach now, a very well-known offensive-minded guy. Uh, he's been the offensive coordinator at Florida Atlantic, Kansas. He's been, at, been on staff at Kansas, Middle Tennessee. Uh, has done a great job there in a short amount of time. And, uh, you know, they're going to be well-coached, and they're going to have some good athletes. And uh, it's going to take a great effort on Saturday to go win, win this game. So you've never actually been part of a game – in Florence, I haven't. This will be my this will be my first trip uh, playing in Florence. Okay, um, you know I was a part of the team, didn't make the right. trip in two thousand four. So um, this will be my first experience over on campus. At That's North pretty Alabama. wild. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Okay, yeah. well, interesting. Um, they right, came well, to Conway twice. They did. Year, I remember that. 2005. So the first one was a crazy, it was an overtime game? Yeah, double overtime. And yeah. then was it kind of a gray, maybe, was it a rainy day that when the playoffs oh, yeah. when they came here? Very gray day. Yeah. Very gray I remember day. that. That was Thanksgiving weekend. It was a very sad day by the end of it. I remember Man, that. that's unfortunate. Yeah, that was a pretty special I, I, team. If I could have one game back th- my whole career, that might be the one. Yeah. <laughs> and the, who would have thought it became my redshirt freshman year? But that we had a chance to. Win that game and just let it slip through our hands and, and lost in overtime. Have you explained to your guys how much they're supposed to dislike the Lions? <laughs> I, I'll tell you, they're, 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 it, doesn't take, it doesn't take much to get our guys to dislike much that we go against. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, this is one of those teams that, you know, you know sticks a, uh, in my nerves from uh, back in my playing sure. days. So. Well, it goes to show you how much of a difference coaching can make. Last year this team went 1-10. and 10. Yeah. They make a coaching change. They lose Shandari Powell. Yep. And now they're way better. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. You, you wouldn't think that was the case. Yeah, and, they, and they've and they done a good job in recruiting. They've got some key transfers that came in and are making an impact. But, but yeah, it's about the life you pump into the program, the culture change. And, obviously, Coach Deerman's done a good job. He's the right fit for that program. He's an Alabama guy, um, and he's put together a great staff of, of guys from, from around the south and around that state. So, um, you know, that, that program has no reason not to be a, a great program. And, and you can tell that Coach Deerman is – 
uh, is has got him on the track to be a be be one that's going to be tough to reckon with over the next few years. And and really, if you look at their games this year, they're tough to beat this year. I mean, yeah. you look at some of their first halves. I mean, they've got the lead. They beat UT Chattanooga, who's a top fifteen team right now. Uh, obviously played tough with Mercer, who's a top 25 team in the non-conference, and then and then just you know battles with uh, Eastern Kentucky, battle with Austin P, you know battles with uh, 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 Utah Tech. I mean they they they're they're very very uh, competitive every week that they play. You know we talked about the league too, coach, and um, I mean you look at the scores from over the weekend. There were some battles again. Uh, Southern Utah rolled over Abilene, but you know Eastern Kentucky goes to Utah Tech, wins by four. And Austin Peay got all they wanted from North Al, 49-39. Yeah. So. They jumped out on North Alabama, and then North Alabama actually got it within seven with the ball late in the game. And so, like, they you know, they jumped out on them, and then North Alabama just kept chopping away, chopping away, chopping away, but uh, didn't have enough in the tank to, to, to overtake Austin Peay. But, man, it's a, it's a competitive league. I mean, every single game you play uh, this against these teams in the UAC is going to be a battle. And I, I, I don't think the, the, the conference as a whole has garnered the national respect it deserves yet. Deservingly so. It's a brand-new conference. Um, but, I, it, you know, the parity in this conference and the talent level in this conference is very, very high quality. You know, we have talked about how tough it's been week in and week out. I mean, and again, last week was no exception. I mean, this is a very good Tarleton team. And, again, it sounds – Maybe a little bit like we're sugarcoating after a loss to them, but I think that's a really good team, and we, we knew that going in. Uh, what stands out to you personnel-wise about what North Alabama does? They had a preseason all-conference receiver, and he's lived up to the to the uh, expectations. That's, you know, one of their stars. Um, didn't get any really love outside of that on the, in the preseason, but uh, they got a few guys that have played pretty well this year. Yeah, Kennebrew is, is, the, uh, is the receiver's name, and he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big, long kid. Uh, he was he was their go-to guy last year, um, and he's obviously just continued to be the go-to, go-to guy this year. Have a lot of respect for for the Walters kid, their quarterback. He's going into his true sophomore year. He's very productive. He can run the ball. I think he's their second leading rusher as well. Um, very talented, very talented player. Um, on defense, I mean they they've got some really really talented players. Number one, they're they're starting boundary safety. Um, he's going to be as good a safety as we play all year. Very, very active in the back end. Really comes down and funnels and makes a lot of plays. Uh, 99 and 44 up front. Maybe two of the most talented D linemen we'll see. Very twitchy. Not big guys, but very, very twitchy. Um, and, and and they throw a lot at you schematically, offensively and defensively. Offensively, they run everything from the belly G to the spread you out and screen you to death. So. Um, we're going to have to be prepared for a lot of things. And then defensively, they're going to be a four-man front. We had not seen a four-man front probably since North Dakota State. Um, so that's 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 a change. Um, but they base out of a four-man front, and they're going to bring a lot of blitzes, especially on second down. They're going to put us in some spots to try to put pressure on us, and we've got to react and respond in a positive way. I don't want to call it a blueprint, but, I mean, do you think – Have you, you sounds like you've seen a lot of similar approaches defensively. We have, and I expect a lot of the same. I mean, when you have success or at least make it difficult on, on your offense, you – I mean – Defensive coaches are smart. They're going to see what people do. They're going to, you know, unless it's just totally against your 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 defensive philosophy. I mean, why would you not try to attempt to do that? So I do anticipate seeing some three man front stuff. I do anticipate seeing a lot of man coverage, cover one, uh, look to add some hats to the box. They they definitely have the two safeties to be able to make tackles. We're going to have to do a good job getting in there and blocking them, but also making them miss when we got that opportunity from the running back position. And then we're going to have to make some one-on-one plays. We've got to put our receivers in position, move them around, not just sit them and stand them still in a stagnant stance. We've got to move them around, you know, get some guys moving, and hopefully give them some, some 
you know, opportunities to succeed as far as that's concerned. We will consider this the beef report, courtesy of the Arkansas Beef Council, as we uh, finish up here with our look at North Alabama. Again, uh, there, there's some comeback hits, too, down 46-18. And in the middle of the third, fought their way back into that game with an Austin P team that is uh, one of the leaders here in the conference. Going to Braley Stadium, 10,500 is the uh, capacity there. And you mentioned Walters, Coach. You guys really rattled him last year, 9 of 26, 108. Touchdown on the pick, but obviously this is a much different, better team, and I'm sure he's going to be a lot more prepared than last year. Yeah, and last year he was a true freshman. Um, you know, he started the year out splitting time with their backup quarterback, the FAU transfer, and he's solidified his spot as the as the starting starting quarterback, and he's done a great job. Um, you know, moving him down the field, and he can he can be he's an opportunistic runner. He's going he's going to run when he gets the opportunity. Um, we've just got to keep him bottled up. Hopefully, we can get those ends in there to to, to, to uh, put him in a uh, a position to throw off his back foot, move his mark, and uh, hopefully our DBs will be able to hold up. Well, they have moved the ball up and down the field pretty well. Just haven't scored a lot of points. They're last in the UAC right now, 25 points a game, um, and so hopefully the Bears can keep that uh, continuing. Last year, 64-29. Central Arkansas roll. That was a 255-yard rushing day for Darius Hale. And uh, should Darius Powell had 159 and a couple of touchdowns, but that was for North Alabama. So kind of a weird deal. I want to ask you about him too, Coach, and then we'll do our two-minute drill, and we will get you set for this weekend. Again, 4 o'clock kick, sort of become the norm, 3 o'clock pregame on the UCA Radio Network. We're back here at Walk-Ons one more time after this. We're talking Bear football tonight on the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway and broadcasting live from their location at 955 South Amity Road. It's third and goal from the three. Richmond in motion to the left side. McIlvain looking that way, throws across the middle. Caught for a touchdown! Jordan Owens, his second of the night. And now the Bears a two-point conversion away from tying this one up at 25. All right, welcome back one last time here tonight from Walk-Ons in Conway. we got World Series baseball on. Max Scherzer going for the Texas Rangers coach, 3-Zip Texas here. You got a rooting interest in this one? Uh, Not really. I mean, probably the Rangers. I yeah. Mean, just because. The Braves can't win, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, probably the Rangers just because that's a, kind of more of a local team, I yeah, guess. Okay, go with that. Uh, and then we've got the Lions and the Raiders going. I'm a Lions fan. I like the I Lions. I think that's the Lions. Other than their. Can't tell what their helmets. They've got a weird. Other than their decal, whatever that is. Weird logo. <laughs> Somebody picked that out of a hat. That was not a good pick. All right, let's uh, talk a little more about the matchup this week. Oh, i got to ask you about Shindari Powell. And uh, unfortunately, it looked like he went out. I'm, I'm sure if there's anybody on your roster that wants to get after the Lions this week, he's got to be on the list. Yeah, I would think that uh, I would think his adrenaline will be flowing on Saturday. Um, and, and deservingly so. But. Uh, yeah, he, he went down early in the game. He'd been, he's been nursing an ankle for a couple, for a couple weeks, and uh, it slowed him down a little bit. Um, he's, he's really played through it and got through it, and it just the other night, just some of the elements, and I think he got rolled up on. So, uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm optimistic that he's going to be available and ready to go. Um, we'll see as the week goes on how he progresses, but I feel good. He's a tough kid, um, you know, um, and, and I think if, if there's any chance he's, he, he can go, that dude's going to go on Saturday. And then Darius, again, I'm sure has some great memories from last season. He went yeah. off against North Alabama. He did. He played very well in that game. Um, unfortunately, that was the game he, he, he got hurt late in the game. 
um, and, and, and kind of sacrifice his last two or three games uh, with that hamstring. But, yeah. um, but I tell you, Darius and KP stepped up big on Saturday with Sean Derrick uh, going down. Both of them made big plays throughout the game. So before we do the two-minute drill, um, let me ask you, had, uh, you, and I heard you talk about it a little bit, and I've read some of your comments. End of the half, you guys get a, you know give yourself a great opportunity to put some points on the board before the break. And it's obviously pouring rain. It was one of the worst moments of the day weather-wise. And you run the field goal unit out there, and things did not go well. What what happened there? And I know you were kind of debating on what to do there. That's tough yeah, in the I, moment. People I, don't realize the, the, the split-second you know decision-making. Yeah, and, and I actually had debated taking a timeout, and I actually tried to take a timeout. Uh, you know, one, to let the rain maybe subside because it was like, I don't know. That drive, all of a sudden, the rain just decided to downpour, and uh, and when that we ran that field goal unit out there, it was it was the hardest rain of the night. Um, and it, even being a short field goal, you know, it still makes you second guess it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, I tried to get a timeout. Refs didn't see it. We snapped the ball. Unfortunately, we didn't we didn't control an inside gap um, on the edge, and it, you know, no fault to the kicker or the snap or anything. The snap, kick, and hold were great. Uh, we just we just had a missed assignment on the edge, and the guy was able to get through. They overloaded a side, but um, but yeah, I mean, I was I was debating on going for that. I mean, obviously, if we don't get that ball kicked, it goes through the uprights, we win the game. I mean, that's that's the difference in the game. We lost by two, so uh, you know who knows how the you know maybe you change some things on sure. the way, but 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 man, you know that was a big play and a missed opportunity, and and really an opportunity we didn't think we were going to get down there. KP made an amazing run to get us down there and give us an op- op- opportunity to have a shot at it. So. Um, you know, unfortunate, but, but uh, you know, those are the bang-bang calls and decisions you got to make in tough games. No doubt. All right, let's go through our two-minute drill here, and there will be a Halloween theme, as you might imagine, this time of year. Uh, better horror film. I'm going to give you a few to choose from. The Shining, Halloween, or Nightmare on Elm Street? Well, uh, I, The Shining. Okay. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. I like that one. Which one would you go with? That one? Yeah. I'm not a big like fantasy horror movie. I'm not I want I'm, I want something that's a little more I, believable. So I'm Silence of the Lamb Seven. Yeah. Silence of the Lamb. That, now that's a good. That's, that's a good that's, one. That's a, that's a good I, one. I, I didn't sleep for two two weeks after that movie. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, the Strangers. I never <laughs> want to see that again. Don't like those kinds of movies. Uh, it's National Candy Corn Day. Yes or no? Uh, I mean, it is. I'm asking what you eat it. Yeah, uh, I was thinking for a minute. Yeah, I, w- I, I eat it with like I like it with like peanuts. With absolutely. It. I, I'm not a huge fan of just candy corn, but if you had some peanuts or something. In a mix or a trail yeah. mix. Yeah. You like the sweet and salty. Yeah. Great. Really good. Yeah. Um, a lot of talk about this. Do you think teams steal signs on a regular basis? Absolutely. Okay. I don't know that they go to games and steal them very often, but but don't don't get it twisted. There's a reason why people cover their signs. It's pretty well understood that you're not allowed to do that, right? Go to other people's games if I you're mean, not I, I, I know I would have never sent anybody to a game. What is your guilty pleasure? Oh, gosh. Uh, probably... Uh, you know, probably chips. You know, if you're talking, we're talking on the Halloween food yeah, stuff. Sure. Like, I'm a big chip guy. Like, okay. give me any kind of chip, I'm going to eat chips. You're like, in good shape for a guy with some uh, bad, bad tendencies there, Coach. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, if you had to choose one, oh, for one season, you could only go to all your kids' games, but they couldn't come to any of yours. Ooh. Or they could come to all your games, but you couldn't go watch them play. What would you choose? I, I would go to their games. Okay. For I, sure. I figured you'd say that. They can watch us on TV. What emoji do you use the most? Let's see. Don't that, doesn't it, doesn't it track? I'll tell you. I think so. Yeah. Let me see. He's, he's all for accuracy. Uh, I give the, uh, of course, thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> thumbs up. And then that's the one you use with me. Yeah. Okay. Last question. This will be the last one for me all year. We're gonna have Steve O and uh, Chris Kane coming in for me in the next couple of weeks because we've got basketball. But 
if you can only run one play, let's just say you're at the, uh, let's just say it's a two-point conversion for a million dollars if you convert. What are you, oh, what are you running? Golly. Why are you doing that to me? I'm a huge fan, so I'm, I, my favorite play in football is the ISO. It's my favorite play in football. It's quarterback. I don't want to throw it. I want to run the ISO. I want to be the most physical front. I want to, I want that fullback or B-back to go ISO that linebacker, us to have hit either front side A or back side A gap and go run for three yards for it. Okay. Maybe I should recall that next time on a two-point conversion play. <laughs> you got to have a good box count, though. That does help. I mean, I mean there's so many factors, obviously. Yeah. There's so many variables. If I've got but... a clean box count, a 4-2 box, 11 personnel, I want to run the ISO. Okay. I like it. All right, uh, final thing here, Coach. A couple keys to the game this week. Well, I think managing managing the trip. We haven't been on a road trip in over a month. Um, we haven't been on a bus trip in two months. Uh, so uh, managing the trip, um, you know, obviously an unfamiliar atmosphere for our program. None of our players have played at North Alabama other than obviously Shun Derrick being there. But um, just managing the way trip. And then obviously to me it's starting fast. I mean, like, that you know, I had a, lot, a question, a lot of questions on that the last few days. It's like, what is the issue on not starting fast? So it, you know, there's a million different things you can use, but let's start fast. Let's get a little confidence in. So our defense feeds off our offense. Our offense definitely feeds off our defense, and then let's get that ball rolling in the first quarter. Thanks to Josh George, uh, the senior, and Buck Cobbs from Jacksonville, redshirt freshman. Appreciate you guys Thanks coming out tonight. Good job, Coach. Uh, it's been fun. I, I cannot believe. I mean, you still got a couple shows left, so don't, oh, yeah. don't skip the next couple. But hard <laughs> to believe that uh, this is going to be it for us. But it's been fun. Look forward to seeing you over in Florence. Yeah, I'll we'll show you around. I've been. Show me around. I don't know. Been there well. once. I don't know it well. Well, we went basketball. It was. It was. Uh, it's not a bad, bad little town. So anyway, looking forward to get a Bears win. Be back to recap it next week again. Four o'clock kick, three o'clock pregame on the UCA Radio Network. Hope you can tune in and uh, join us next week here at Walk-Ons for the Nathan Brown Show. Appreciate Todd Pierce back in the studio as well. And uh, that's it. We're going to hand it off to some pro sports tonight. Good night, everybody. Thanks for being with us. The Nathan Brown Show has been presented live from Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway and brought to you in part by Moik's RV, Fairfield Inn & Suites, HD Roofing & Construction, Highland Dairy, and La Quinta Inn & Suites Conway.